I spent a good chunk of this week talking myself into, or at least trying to talk myself into, a Green Bay Packers victory over the San Francisco 49ers this weekend. I think I got close. I think I really got close. But I didn't quite get there. Let's dissect this game a little bit from a scheme perspective. There is one thing. There's one, one, one easy trick to the Green Bay Packers beating the San Francisco 49ers, though. Let's talk about it here on today's Scani Six Pack Podcast. It is the scheme breakdown for San Francisco and Green Bay in this divisional round showdown. Thank you for listening, as always, on your podcast platform of choice or watching on YouTube at Scani Six Pack for the latest updates in Wisconsin sports. I am your host, Kedrick Stumbrus. You can follow me on the website, formerly known as Twitter, at Kedrick Stumbrus, and follow the podcast at Scani Six Pack for the latest updates in Wisconsin sports. This is going to be a tough game because I think San Francisco has a unique offense that is better than even past units. And when San Francisco has the ball, which is where I want to start this game, because I think this is where the biggest issues for the Packers are. San Francisco can spread defenses out. Green Bay and Joe Barry's defense is not great with this. You saw this in the second half of the Dallas Cowboys game last weekend, where Mike McCarthy bringing four and five wide receiver looks makes it difficult for the Green Bay Packers. And, and Dallas generated a lot of, of production off of there, even if it was late game garbage time production. San Francisco can do this at an even bigger level because they have incredible, incredible skill position talent that makes it difficult to know what to expect on a given play. You can, you can move these players, these, these playmakers all over the field. Debo Samuel, he's, he's not as spry as he once was, once was, but he's still a pass and run threat. He's a yak monster. It, absolutely incredible after the catch. George Kittle at tight end can block, and he's an excellent receiving threat. Christian McCaffrey out of the backfield. He's an excellent runner and a fantastic slot receiver. Back there in the backfield with him, Kyle Juszczyk, fullback, but can run and catch himself in those 21 personnel sets, the two running back, one tight end sets that Kyle Shanahan has loved to keep this San Francisco offense in is what makes this unit so deadly. Plus, you throw in other, other weapons like Brandon Ayuk and, and the rest too, and that turns this San Francisco offense into a juggernaut. They've gotten off the bus and scored 30 with ease all season long. I mean, plus, we, we talked about all these weapons. Christian McCaffrey, Christian McCaffrey is a huge run threat, and Brock Purdy himself is a great quarterback, despite the fact that I have doubted him. He gets the offense into the right play and then kills your defense on it. Plus, Green Bay defense just frankly isn't good. And this is where I think I've talked myself out of this Packers upset, despite the fact that there is one thing, there, and not just one thing that, you know, the Packers need this to go right and hammer and hammer and hammer it. No, but there's one real advantage in this game that I think the Packers have that could brew an upset. But the Green Bay defense just isn't good. The offense is fantastic. The Packers offense is sixth in D DVOA. Um, Metric takes, you know, your, your play on a down-to-down -down basis and grades it uh, opponent-adjusted. Sixth, sixth in the league, the offense. The defense for Green Bay is 27. So let's talk about that defensive unit. And 
what it's going to have to handle from the 49ers in order to, in order to get a win here. First is the passing offense. And on man coverage looks, the 49ers tear man coverage to shreds. Fortunately, Packers don't have a ton of man coverage sets, don't really play any man at all, because frankly, they don't have the personnel. And that's how the Packers and the 49ers both shredded the Dallas defense, is just shredding that man coverage defense that Dallas likes to play. So they don't play man coverage, which is good. Which is why I think the Packers defense has some, some scheme advantage, even if the Packers defense has personnel issues, which may make it quite a bit harder to execute those schematic advantages against this excellent set of weapons in San Francisco. So San Francisco against the Packers passing nuts. One is just the fact that San Francisco has had an excellent, excellent, excellent offense through the air all year against four defensive back sets. San Francisco is first in the air in, in yards per attempt. Even still, against four defensive backs, sixth in the league in yards per rush. Green Bay defense, on the other hand, is sixth worst team in the league by expected points added per, per snap, uh, per, per pass attempt, with only four defensive backs on the field. Well, the Packers try to live out of nickel quite a bit more often, try to have that fifth defensive back on the field. So so how do the 49ers do with, with five defensive backs on the field? Well, San Francisco has... Christian McCaffrey back there, and, and you've lightened the box. So San Francisco averages 4.7 yards per rush when you bring in that fifth defensive back. And Green Green Bay, it's not that they're bringing in a fifth defensive back and are all of a sudden great at defending the run for any reason. No, with that fifth defensive back in, in that nickel set, they're third worst in the league in expected points added per rush. That's not great. Well, what if, what if Green Bay went really small? You bring in a, you bring in a sixth defensive back. You go dime. Ah, no, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it because uh, it's it's just over against Christian McCaffrey at that point. And and some of this is, you, you know, tough if if you want to play base and just you know you, you, you give your luck. This is not this is not the way you want to do it because you think about the linebackers that the Packers have: Quay Walker and Devondre Campbell. Not great at coverage. Not great in pass coverage. Devondre has a bad case of being old. And Quay Walker, who is who is young, but he is blitzed more often than almost any other player in the league. He, he's called on a blitz. And it makes it makes you ask the question of you, you you wonder why. Why is he getting sent on a blitz very often? So, so, so often. And it's because, frankly, the Packers don't trust him to, to play in coverage. So that's that's tough. You need to bring in an extra defensive back to try to make up for some of this, I think. And when you have Quay and Devadre, who, who can't cover over the middle of the field, you need to generate pressure because just the personnel out there defending the pass is not going to be enough for, for Green Bay. Green Bay is 31st in the league in, in DVOA, defensive over average adjusted per opponent. 31st in the league, second to last in the league, defending the past when not generating pressure. On the other hand, you can't do this while blitzing because blitzing, Brock Purdy, Brock Purdy kills you. 
But if you can generate pressure while not blitzing, San Francisco reverts to an average passing game when you can get pressure without blitzing. And that offensive line is, is questionable. That offensive line is gettable. So if you can get pressure, bringing four. Trent Williams is the only special talent on that offensive line for San Francisco at left tackle. It's tough to get pressure, though, because Brock Purdy is so quick to process and is so good at getting San Francisco into the right play and being able to get the ball out quickly. That's that's where he he's a weapon, despite his, you know, maybe maybe not not being the greatest you know arm thrower of the football, although he, he can throw and he is and he's a little bit mobile. So so the scheme right sides. Are. The Packers, you know, they're not going to run man, of course. We talked about that. The Packers are running far more cover three on the year than, than anything else. Talk talk about how Barry loves to live in too high, but they, they run a lot of three deep defensive back looks. And Brock Purdy throws the deep ball far less than almost anyone else in the league against cover three. He He does not throw the ball deep. Part of that probably because they say see three deep defensive backs and they just run the ball with Christian McCaffrey. But I think you need to stop San Francisco from throwing the deep ball if, if you're the Green Bay Packers here. And so you can't you can't let San Francisco kill you with a chunk of plays and, and just your offense has to be out the field uh, on the field the whole time. For, if you're Green Bay, you you have to you have to keep some stuff in front of you because this. The San Francisco offense is going to get theirs, but you can't let them get it all in one play. You need to make them earn it. On crossing routes, of course, the Shanahan scheme, bread and butter. San Francisco is much, much worse on the crossing routes against cover two and against cover three when throw, than compared to throwing against man coverage. So if you can live in that cover three, not going to get quite as good production out of those crossing routes that Brock Purdy loves so much, the Shanahan scheme loves so much. They're not going to throw the deep ball as much. Probably going to hit you on some outs, but you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna have a chance. The problem there, despite those schematic advantages, getting into those schematic advantages is the difficult part. Like like we said, Brock Purdy, his best attribute, and what should be any great quarterback's best attribute, is getting into the right play being a processor, seeing what's on the field and taking advantage of it. When when facing zone coverage on first and second down, facing zone coverage on early downs, the 49ers run the ball more often than any other team in the league. You know, at that point, if you're seeing zone, you run the ball, don't risk Brock Purdy or, or somebody on a route making a mistake. You just have Christian McCaffrey and you can run the ball. So, sounds great to me. When the 49ers get into a play that they want, think about they they throw when it's man, they run when it's zone on, on early downs. Get multiple safeties high, they're they're gonna they're gonna rush the ball. And they do so exceptionally. Well, getting into those schematic advantages, like we said, is the hard part. Although you have them, you have them. If you can get the 49ers to pass the ball on early downs, in zone looks, you're going to have a chance. So Joe Barry needs to do a, a good job of disguising coverages in this game. You, you, you have one safety, give him one safety look, you bring the other one up high, you, you trick Brock Purdy in the 49ers offense into thinking that you're going to play man, 
You drop another safety back into coverage. You end up playing zone. Make them throw the ball. Hope, hope that you get them to bite on some stuff, and they don't they don't go to to the to the RPO. Um, and you need multiple disguises if you're going to pull this off. Green Bay was only middle of the road in disguised coverages, cover one, cover two looks, disguising them th- this season. You're going to need more. The Rams disguise their cover one and cover two looks more than anyone else in the league, and they're one of the few defenses that kind of held Brock Purdy in check th- this this year. Um, so that, that's that's what the Packers need to do on passing, uh, on defending. Sorry, defending passing downs. You got to get pressure. Can't do it all blitzing. When San Francisco runs the ball, although we talked about you know checking into runs a bunch on those plays and having Christian McCaffrey in the backfield being great, and, and the fact that 49ers offense wants to live in 21 personnel, meaning they, they want to have two backs in the backfield, and then you can you can spread them out depending on the look. If, if it's a if it's a man look, they're gonna bring Kyle Uzcheck, they're gonna bring Christian McCaffrey outside. Only one left in the backfield, and, and then you're gonna pass pass from there. All, all of this is very interconnected. But when San Francisco does actually run the ball, but let's talk about that because the scheme is all, all kind of built together. But when they're actually running the ball, you got to get into the schematic advantages on the passing downs. And if you can do it, and they still run the ball, Christian McCaffrey is absurdly good running the ball up the middle. They're one of the best teams in the league running inside zone looks. Packers are one of the worst teams in the league at stopping inside zone runs. So you're going to need more from your interior defensive lineman, Kenny Clark, Dante Wyatt. When 49ers are not running the ball at the middle, they, they run the ball to the left. They run, you know, outside zone or, or, you know, gaps out to the left because that's, that's the strong side in the offensive line, the right side being, being the weak, the only excellent talent on this 49ers offensive line. Like we talked about, about needing to generate pressure. The only excellent talent on the offensive line is at left tackle, Trent Williams. Colin McKivitz, Colin McKivitz, 49ers starting right tackle, is kind of meant average to somewhere below average bad. Um, and this happens in the passing run game. Purdy is getting pressured more often from the right. They do not run to the right. That's the side that 49ers try to protect, bring help out there. So if you can... Take advantage of that. Schematically, you're, you're going to have a chance. So so the rub of the Packers defense against the 49ers offense is that you cannot blitz because Brock Purdy shreds when, when blitzing. But you have to get pressure. Have to get pressure. You have to get pressure bringing four. 49ers in, in DVOA on passes are when, when blitzed, not getting pressure, first in the league. When blitzed, getting pressure, first in the league. No blitz, no pressure. First in the league, no blitz, but bringing pressure. Thirteenth in the league, they go down to average, and it's the only one of those four scenarios between blitzing or not, and getting pressure or not. When you get pressure on Brock Purdy while not blitzing, it's the only one of those four scenarios that he has an underwater touchdown to interception ratio. The only scenario of those four where he has more interceptions and touchdowns. So don't blitz, still get pressure. And on personnel, what do you do? Because we talked about the issue of personnel and 
four, four defensive back look and not, not great. You're, you're going to get torn up through the air. And then as soon as you add more into the field, you just get run over on the ground. I think base is just going to get killed in the pass game. Dime is just going to get absolutely killed in the run. You, you have to take a little bit of a middle of the road approach because nickel still probably gives Christian McCaffrey a big advantage, but you would rather have an extra defensive back on the field to handle him as a pass catching threat than just live with whatever you get out of Quay Walker uh, and, and Demondre Campbell as linebackers, you know, guaranteed to have one or both of them lined up on somebody or, or Preston Smith that you got it. You got to get something out there. Um, and then also you hope Rashawn Gary doesn't play with his head cut off. You need him to try and keep contain, which is his, his biggest issue overall need Gary to keep contained against Christian McCaffrey or, or Brock Purdy on, on the boot stuff, boot action stuff that the 49ers like to run. Uh, so that's what the Packers are going to have to do defensively. But where I think this is still gettable, because look, we talked about all these weaknesses, how great the 49ers offense is. 49ers are going to score points. How do, you, how do you counteract that? It's with the offense and with one, one particular asset on the offense. And we're going to talk about that in just a second. But first, need to tell you about our friends over at TickPick. And if you're going to a game, maybe you're still headed out to San Francisco, going to this game, getting tickets late. Heck, I almost, almost pulled the trigger on getting to this game. It wasn't because I couldn't find tickets because I, I could get them on, on TickPick and it was going to be a grand old time. I couldn't get a flight home <laughs> from the game. Uh, that, that, was, that was presenting the problem. But if you're going to this game, or maybe you're going to the Wisconsin-Indiana Hoosiers basketball game tonight, I'll, I'll be there in attendance. Use TickPick to buy those tickets and never pay service fees. TickPick does not believe in hidden fees. If you find a better price somewhere else for the same tickets, TickPick will refund you 110% of the difference in credit toward your next purchase. Plus, if you use my link in the podcast description, the YouTube description, you're going to save 10 bucks on your first order of $99 or more. Let's go to the TickPick app in the Google Play Store, in the Google App Store. That's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K. Download TickPick. Use my link. Save 10 bucks on your first order of $99 and never pay hidden fees for tickets ever again. Coming up this week, next week on the show, uh, I'm headed to Madison tonight for Wisconsin hosting Indiana. We're going to have that show in your feed recapping that. Uh, it'll be published tomorrow morning uh, to listen to before this game. And then depending on how... This Packers 49ers game goes down. We'll be back maybe Saturday for, for a bit of a victory lap episode. Uh, otherwise, I think we'll be back Monday uh, as, as we recover from the end of the end of a season. But the end of it is a season that I think was really, really fun. Uh, and, and I'll have some notes on that too. But the Packers are going to force us into a Saturday night victory lap episode. How are they going to do it? Well, I don't think it'll be from the defense. It's going to be when Green Bay has the ball. The passing offense. Look, look at the big picture. Let's talk vibes for just a second. If Jordan Love can do it, if Jordan Love can get past the team that Aaron Rodgers could not, Can you imagine the vibes? But Jordan Love is going to have to do it against a completely different defense than he did it against last week. Talked about that a bit at the top. Shanahan offense shreds man coverage. San Francisco, especially when you have this many weapons, right? The Packers all over have had five different 
receivers lead the team in receiving yards uh, on a per-game basis throughout the year. San Francisco plays more cover three and cover four than any than any other scheme, far, far more than league average. They play cover three and cover four. And San Francisco also rarely blitzes. So different, different, different offense. Uh, they rarely blitz. And maybe that's good, maybe that's bad because the Green Bay offensive line is so good and they're they're going to give you a chance. And they're going to need that offensive line to hold up against that pressure and so that Jordan Love can read out what's available in, in against that cover three shell that San Francisco loves to live in. And, and it'll be a little bit tough given the talents on that offensive front. We'll talk about that in just a second. But for Jordan Love to find what's available against the San Francisco cover three shell, it'll be hard because San Francisco is way better than any other team in the league at defending passes over the middle of the field. They are, in fact, 12% better, according to DVOA, than the second-place Bills. 12 percentage points better by DVOA than the Bills, who are the second-best team at defending the pass over the middle. So quite, quite, quite good at defending those passes over the middle, the Packers, on the other hand, have seen cover three quite a lot this year and have been good against cover three all season. Jordan Love generates a very high, high, high amount of EPA per target when throwing to crossing routes and out routes against cover three. You know, some, some of the weaknesses there, and, and he's good. He's good at it, those, those shallow crossers and the quick out routes. But like we talked about, San Francisco takes away those shallow crossers, passes over the middle with really fantastic linebackers. They're going to need to get those out routes going. We talked last week about deep shots and shots over the middle against the Dallas defense. Now it's going to have to be some deep shots and passes to the outside. For the offensive line to hold up and give Jordan Love the time to get this going, to dial up some of those deep shots, got to stop the San Francisco pass rushers. Nick Bosa, Chase Young. Javon Harvey, however you say his name, uh, on the on the interior. Just just awesome, awesome, awesome talents. And, and they are generating pressure at an absurd clip when when they're all on the field. You need to get to the run. You need to get to the run. So the rushers cannot just crash on the quarterback. Talked about, you know, Rashawn Gary. Can't just let him crash on the quarterback as a pass rusher because don't let him break contain. Brock Purdy might run some boot action stuff. Christian McCaffrey might be on the move. Debo Samuel in the backfield doing some stuff. You, you have to keep those pass rushers, those edge rushers in particular, and Bosa and Chase Young, honest. Because I don't think this game will be won by the Green Bay Packers in the passing game. For as fantastic as Jordan Love has been this season, and in particular the last few weeks, Passing game is not going to win the game for Green Bay. The threat of the passing game might win this game because you have to get San Francisco into personnel mismatches on defense. San Francisco loves to live in that cover three shell. They also love to live in four two five with five defensive backs on the field. But if you can get them into that four two five, something Aaron Rodgers was so good at was getting mismatches on the field, hurrying up players, getting defenses out of the personnel sets they wanted to, and snapping the ball quickly. If you can get San Francisco into having five defensive backs on the field and then Jordan Love gets 
Green Bay into running the ball. Green Bay can do damage. San Francisco is well below league average when in their 4-2-5 on the field against the run. So running the ball is going to be the key to the game. According to some numbers per Warren Sharp uh, over at SportsGrid, when the 49ers defense faces outside zone runs, remember we talked about how Christian McCaffrey is excellent on inside zone runs this season, but on outside zone runs faced by the San Francisco 49ers defense, they are allowing over five yards per carry, second worst clip in the league, second worst clip in the league in EPA per rush, 27th in success rate, second to last in explosive run rate, and last in yards after contact per rush when facing outside zone. And outside zone, that weakness favors Aaron Jones and Green Bay. This, this here is the one easy trick, one easy trick. Kyle Shanahan hates this. The one easy trick to beat the 49ers is you gotta, you gotta get the outside zone running. You gotta get these outside runs moving for Aaron Jones. Even if, the Packers haven't run a ton of outside zone this season because Jones wasn't healthy all year, but Aaron Jones wants to bounce to the outside, get around the edge, and beat you. If you don't do that on the flip side, where San Francisco is like the worst or the second worst team in the league defending outside zone, San Francisco on inside zone plays is the second best team in the league at per success rate. So you got that big old tackle, Arik Anderson, whatever the heck his name is, in the middle of the field. Aaron Jones has 111 rush yards minimum in the last four games. You have to get him going. I'd also like to see the Packers run some more split zone stuff, especially because if you do that, you can get the tight end bringing in, doing some stuff in motion in the backfield. You have the tight ends doing something, presenting a different threat, because San Francisco is great at defending tight ends over the middle. Talk about so much about those linebackers. If you can do something different with the tight ends, make the tight end movement a threat in some capacity, whether you are trying them over the field or, or making them a threat on the split zone block so that you do not know if they're going to be on the move and then cut back out into the field and coverage again, trying to confuse some of those San Francisco linebackers. At LaFleur loves to live in 12 personnel with one running back, two tight ends. Kyle Shanahan loves to live in 21 with the two running backs. If you have both those tight ends on the field, Tucker Craft, Luke Musgrave, you got to do something with them. Running, running split zone and then running outside zone are, are going to be some of the keys to this game. And so the, I think the rub to this overall, so the Packers need an advantageous game script in order to win this game. Falling behind early is going to be bad for, for the Packers because if the Packers allow San Francisco to just have those edge rushers crash in on the quarterback, not worry about what's going to happen if they break contain, not worry about Aaron Jones running to the outside because the Packers need to pass the ball to stay, stay caught up in this game. That's going to be bad because if San Francisco's edges can just crash hard, but San Francisco does not blitz, so you have the threat of those edge rushers crashing as hard as they can, but no free runners for love to pass to, to identify quickly. Could be an ugly, ugly, ugly game. Need to run the ball. And if you can get a good script on a down-to-down -down basis, 
you can use the run on third down in particular to get the matchups you need. And I, I talked about this a little bit on yesterday's show. The 49ers are particularly bad defending the run on third down. They have a bad, bad rushing defense on third down. The second worst in the league in EPA per play. Fourth worst if you include fourth down. Worst running defense in the league in success rate on third and fourth down. And Aaron Jones, who has the highest rushing success rate of any running back in the league. San Francisco finished 15th in the league in DVOA in rush defense. Total defense numbers are skewed because so many teams got blown out by San Francisco. They need to be running, or sorry, need to be passing the ball to keep up in that game. They're like third or something in total rushing defense, but that doesn't really tell you the whole story. This is an average rush defense by San Francisco, and there are some ways the Packers can take advantage of it. If the Packers win the coin toss again, like they did last week, they said, we want the ball. We're going to score a la Matt Hasselbeck. Legendary Green Bay Packer. Um, oh, yeah. Al Harris coaches for the for the Cowboys. That's fun. Um, sorry. <laughs> um, get the ball. Go up early. Stay ahead. You're going to have a chance. Can't fall behind early. It's going to make this too hard if there is no threat of the run game. San Francisco is going to want to make the Packers one-dimensional. That's probably a winning game script for them. I don't think the Packers have the right personnel to make the 49ers one-dimensional on, on one threat or another, passing or running. So you just need to minimize the bleeding. Hope your offense scores you enough points to win. All right. I'm going to be on site tonight for... Wisconsin hosting Indiana inside the Kohl Center. I'll be there for Badger Notes. Go to badgernotes.com to catch all of our coverage there. Uh, follow me on the website, formerly known as Twitter, at Kedrick Stumbers for pregame and up-to-the-minute in-game, post-game updates. Uh, follow the podcast at Scotty Sixpack, and thank you very much for listening to today's edition of the Scotty Sixpack podcast on your podcast platform of choice or on YouTube at Scotty Sixpack while you're around. Hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, leave some kind comments, a five-star review, kind words. Really helps other people find the show and helps us do more, more, more scheme breaking down here. And hopefully we are we are breaking down a Green Bay Packers win soon. Soon, soon. Not, not 10 months from now. Breaking down another one. Another one. Just a few minutes and then here we go. Here we go. All right. We'll talk to you all tomorrow. Go back up.